welcome to season number five of the Get Your Money Right podcast. The podcast where not only do we want you to get your money, we want you to get your money right. I'm the Money Misfit, and I'll be your host on this show as we try to reveal the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth when it comes to you and your money. And if you're finally ready to take it to the next level, head over and go pick up one of our free resources at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. What's the good news, people? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Get Your Money Right podcast, the podcast where we talk about money like it's everybody's business because I truly believe if we're not good with money, it's because we don't talk about money and this show is designed to change just that. I'm your host, the Money Misfit, Jamar DuPaz, and this is episode number 75, the season finale of season number five. And I'm excited about it. I can't believe we got here one. This season was super short, <laughs> so uh, I again I apologize for that. But hopefully, it was super impactful, and I appreciate you riding it out with me. If this is your first time tuning in, what we like to do on these season finale episodes is recap what we talked about, get through the highlights of the season, and more importantly, we talk about what's to look forward to as we move forward. And today, I've got some words that I want to share with you. To help you finish the season, not the season, but this year, 2017, finish it strong so you can start 2018 stronger than ever before. So with that being said, I'm not going to do the typical intro. If you want to find out more about what we do, head over to our website at yourmoneyright.com. Again, that's yourmoneyright.com. And if you want to see today's show notes, uh, links and things that I've put in here, just simply Check the, your podcast player. Look for the description. There's a link to the show notes there, or you can go to yourmoneyright.com forward slash 75. And there you will find all the show notes, links, uh, timestamps, everything you need to go back and listen to this thing again uh, on your own time when you want to study it or whatnot. So that's what we got going on. So let's talk about it. So season number five was a good season. Again, like I said, it was super short. Uh, we started this season late because we've had some things kind of start up. We had a, a busy summer, right? We we're getting ready to go to school and then Hurricane Harvey came through, <laughs> right? And that kind of wrecked some more of our plans. So that pushed some stuff back. Now, we didn't get as much damage as other people did during the hurricane. All we got was a, a couple of leaks in the roof and that was for the most part, that's as bad as we got, right? Uh, we didn't get water infiltrating onto our floor two, three, four feet of water coming to our house. So we were uh, lucky on that end. So that's how we came out. But we started season number five, episode number 68. We're talking about that after the disaster. It was the intro to the season. And we just basically talked about what we were going to talk about during the season, what we've been up to and all that good stuff. So that's what we started out with. And in episode number 69, we talked about the five critical lessons that I learned from Hurricane Harvey. And the lessons are anywhere from, look, you got to be careful because <laughs> when uh, when society kind of breaks down, things could get a little dangerous. People get anxious. People get afraid. And you need to be aware of that. And you need to have a plan to when society does break down, when things are not going as smoothly as possible. But one of the most important lessons I think we should take away from a Hurricane Harvey is understanding that there's always opportunity. 
right? Even in this disaster, there is opportunity. Uh, right now, there is still opportunity for people who are skilled in, in, in labor, or skilled in home buying, home building, repairing, things like that. There's a ton of work down here for people like that. If you're a real estate investor, there is a ton of properties out here that may have flooded this one time and may never flood again, or maybe they flooded three or four times. And now these people are just trying to get out of their houses. Even in all the chaos, no matter where you go, there's always opportunity to serve. And like I've said before, you know me, uh, you can get great because everybody can serve. And I believe service leads to greatness and you will get compensated for that, whether it be in financial dollars, spiritual dollars, <laughs> right? Uh, relational uh, capital. There's always ways to benefit from serving others. And there's always opportunities, even in the greatest of the chaos that we go through. There's always opportunity. So be be utilize that next time you see a disaster. Next time there's something goes wrong in your own life. Train yourself to look for opportunity. Look for the the silver spoon. Look for the bright side. Look for an area where you can serve. And I think out of those five critical lessons, that's probably the most important. But that's definitely a good show to go back and listen to. Episode number 70, we talked about the Equifax data breach. Right. So several months ago, early this summer or whatnot, uh, Equifax, one of the cre- the three uh, largest credit bureaus got hacked, right? And 140 something million people's information uh, was leaked. And not just like regular information, like this is your name, your email address. I'm talking about your name, driver's license, social security number, addresses, past addresses, all them, a lot of the times, all them questions that they make you ask on those password reset things, some of that information there, right? So, so much information got uh, breached that it, it's ridiculous. So I go through and I talk about what I do to protect myself because I've had my information out there in the interwebs or the black webs or whatever they want to call it for 15, 20 years now, right? So almost for at one point, I would seem like every Christmas, man, I was getting hacked or uh, somebody put a credit card in my name. So I've had to deal with this a lot. So I have some tips and stuff that I share with that with you on that. And it's a little different than anybody else you've heard about, because one, I've have, I have direct experience with having my identity stolen. And number two, a lot of the things that people tell you that you can do with this don't necessarily protect you all the way through. And I talk about that in that. Um, so definitely go back and listen to that, uh, especially with the data breaches are going to keep coming, right? Look at Uber. Uber uh, just came out a few weeks ago, maybe a few days ago, and said that they got hacked last year. Didn't even tell nobody, right? <laughs> so if you've used Uber, uh, your information may be out there. So the moral of the story is your information is probably out there already and you need to prepare yourself. You need to put things in place to make sure you can minimize the damage. Especially as the new year comes around, tax season comes around, they have enough information to file your taxes for you, steal your refund, and then you have issues with the government. So uh, I don't want to I speak lightly of it a lot, but it's not something to be taken lightly. So head back and listen to that. If you've listened to it before, listen to it again. Make sure you take notes. And again, you can find that at yourmoneyright.com forward slash 70. So remember, any of these episodes you need to get back to just forward slash and that episode number will take you to the show notes. And this season, we also started doing timestamps. So you don't have to listen to the whole podcast all over again. I've taken the notes puts time steps on them so you can just hit the number and it'll take you directly to that point in the audio so you don't have to you know click around and or listen to the whole thing all over again if you don't want to all right so let's see number episode number 71 hold on excuse me episode number 71 we talked about how we use credit cards the smart way 
Right. So there's a lot of people out there tell you need to cut up your credit cards. Don't use credit cards. We use credit cards for everything. And I mentioned that in the Equifax data breach because there's a reason why we use credit cards for everything. Uh, And I was also reminded of that the other day. Quick story. My kids like to play in my wallet. Sometimes my stuff come up missing. Right. And they got hold of my wallet again, I believe. Anyway, I lost my debit card and I lost my one of my credit cards, my Capital One credit card. And uh, so I had to call and get those accounts closed because I can't find them. We looked all over the place, can't find them. So I don't want to don't want to be like, look, maybe I dropped them somewhere else or maybe I left it at a restaurant or something and I don't want anybody to go using it. So anyway, I called and I, I called and I said, hey, uh, I lost my, my my debit card. I need to close on my debit card. Now, this is with my credit union and I love credit unions, right? I love the personal uh, touch that they have. The The rates are usually better, just better all overall service for the most part. But Credit unions usually don't have the newest and greatest technology, right? So I had to call somebody separate to get my card closed. Then I had to call somebody else to say, hey, I called so-and-so and and closed my card. I need you to send me another debit card. And then they say, okay, we can do that for you. I'm going to email the person who sends them out. And when they get the email, they will send it out. You see how many different steps it takes? So I don't know when my debit card is going to come in. I have like... No idea whatsoever. Right. So this is one of the reasons I don't use my debit card. One. Number one is I don't want people to have any access to my checking account whatsoever. Right. Because they do get a hold of your debit card or your debit card number. Somehow get your pin or somehow get your check numbers. There's a lot of things that people can do and they can wipe out your actual cash. If they get my credit card information, they use a credit card. It's not my money. Right. It's not coming out of my account. It's coming out of Capital One or whoever the credit card company is. And it's easier for you to dispute that with them and get your money right back than it is when it's actual actual cash has been taken out of the bank. When it's actual cash, it's a whole nother process you got to go through to get that money back into your account. When it's credit, not that big of a deal. Right. So flip side of when I call Capital One. Well, actually, I never even called Capital One. I just logged into my account. I clicked on a button, said, hey, I lost my my credit card. It asked me which one of our credit cards we lost because me and my wife are both on it. I clicked on my credit card. It said, do you want to issue another one? I said, yes. And boom, that was it. Right. Then I get uh, an alert. Say, hey, I got an email. Say, hey, somebody you requested that you lost your card. Is this correct? I said, yes. All right. Great. Then I get another email. Say, hey, do you want to get your card number now so you can go ahead and change, you know, your payment? Because most of my payments and stuff are on my credit cards and they pay them automatically. So I need to have those numbers to update those accounts. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. They sent me my credit card number. My security code number and expiration date in the Capital One app that I have so I could go in and log into all the different subscriptions and the different, you know, payment deals that I have and update my card information right away. So there was no delay. I don't have to worry about late fees and even get this. Any of the stuff that I use Apple Pay for. It was already switched over. Like, I don't know if there was some type of integration between Apple Pay and Capital One or whatnot, but it was already changed like that instantly. Right. So that's one of the other reasons why I use credit cards. But anyway, I don't want to say that without making sure that you understand how we use credit cards and how we use them responsibly and safely. So that's what that episode is all about, how we use credit cards, the responsible and safe way. And it's not just about charging on a card and then paying it at the end of the month and hoping you got enough to pay at the end of the month. We do it way better than that. So go back and listen to that episode if you have not. 
episode 72, 73, and 74, we started talking about uh, home buying, right? So those of you who are getting ready to buy a house anytime soon in the near future, or even in the far future, this is information that you want to have. So we started off about the seven things that I wish I would have known before buying a house, because there's a lot of unknown things. Everybody tells you that you should be a homeowner. And no doubt about it, you should be a homeowner. Everybody at some point should be, I believe, should be a homeowner, not just a homeowner. I believe you should own more than one. There is a common denominator about from um, all of the wealthy people or 99% of the wealthy people that's out there uh, that when I've, do, I've done my research. And uh, um, most of them, 99% of them have more than one house. Right. So even so, I believe you should become a homeowner. Right. So I'm not telling you not to become a homeowner, but there's some parts about being a homeowner that you need to understand. Homeownership is not always cheaper than renting and renting is not always cheaper than home ownership. So you just need to be aware of all the different costs. So in this episode, I talk about all those different costs that I was not aware of. Uh, like, for example, even though you have a fixed rate mortgage doesn't necessarily mean you'll have fixed rate expenses because Property values go up. So do taxes. So do uh, insurance policies, uh, escrow accounts change, all of the different stuff that I never knew about. I didn't know about PMI, and MIP. Those are things you need to know about and make sure you're not being charged for or mitigating those charges as much as possible. So I go through that episode. Uh, that's chock full of information. I got a lot of good feedback from that. So I appreciate everybody who sent me those emails about that. Uh, 73, we talked about how to get approved for the mortgages, not just get approved, but get approved for the best mortgages. I can't tell you how empowering it is when you know exactly what they're looking for and you know how to set yourself up, set your profile up to be the ideal customer. When you are the ideal customer, they bend over backwards to serve you, right? It just, it's just, it's a better feeling than going in, crossing your fingers, hoping and praying that you get approved. And when you go in with that defeatist attitude, with that that place of weakness, you'll just take anything they give you. Right. And that will always cost you more money. So I know there's a lot of people who's like, look, you know, just buy your house in cash and stuff like that. I'm not if you want to buy your house cash, do your thing. I'm talking about people, the regular people who's going to get mortgages, 15 or 30 year or whatever mortgages. This is how to set yourself up, get your profile together to where you are become an ideal customer uh, to the mortgage company. So that's really that's a really good show there. And in episode 74, we question whether or not you really need a real estate agent. And I'm gonna let you go back and listen to that uh, <laughs> for my take on that, especially nowadays when we got all this new technology and stuff like that. Do you still even need a real estate agent? Check that out. So that's the quick recap on season five. It was a it was a short season. It was only, what, eight episodes? I think we we're eight, seven, eight, something like that episode. So it was a really short season. Next season, we won't be that short, right? Next season, we're getting started on time. <laughs> Come hell or high water, January 1st, Monday, we will be live for the brand new season of Get Your Money Right. And of course, it will also be new stuff that's with that, right? So I'm really excited about that. Uh, these next 30 days, we're going to take the, the time off. So I, I don't want to assume that you've listened to the show before or a long period of time. But in between seasons, we take 30 days off. And what we do during that season, well, let me let me spell this out. So the way me and my wife, we like to work is in 90 day increments, right? One, I'm a recovering procrastinator, right? Uh, I'm one of those kids in school that if I had a project to do at the end of the semester, it could be a hundred page essay. I would wait to the night or a couple of days before to do that project, right? I would go all the way to the red line 
right before I'd even get started on a project. And that's me. And one of the problems with setting yearly goals, in my opinion, or 10 year goals or 20 year goals or 60 year goals is it allows me to procrastinate more than I need to. Right. So what we do is instead of we will set the goals for, let's say, a year out or five years out. But then we break them down in bite sized pieces. In our situation, we break them down in 90 day increments. So what do we need to get done over the next 90 days to get closer to the next step? Right. And so what we like to do is work for 90 days. Take 30 days to sit back, reflect on what we're doing, what did we do, what's working, what's not working, what we want to do moving forward, what we got planned. And that way, when it's time to hit that 90 days, we just put our head down and we work. Right. And it's an arbitrary time frame, but it's something I picked up from my old network marketing days when we used to do the 90 day blitzes. And but what that does for us is it gives us this arbitrary or imaginary time frame to where we can literally take a breather, because a lot of times, especially with, you know, we got four kids and we're busy, we're ambitious. A lot of times you look up and the year's already passed you. Right. Before you even got a chance to reflect, before you even got a chance to see, well, how's my relationship doing? How's my funds doing? How are my children doing? How's my home doing? Am I maintaining my car? Am I maintaining my health? Those things can sneak up past you because life just continues to happen. Right. And if you never set a time to sit back and relax and reflect on what you're doing, that's how we get look up 10, 15, 20 years down the road. And we're wondering why we're not as far as we want to be. Now, you still may feel like you should be further along in life, whether or not you do this or not. Right. Because that's those of us who are ambitious. That's just kind of part of our drive. Right. We always want to be further than what we are. But you can get further if you're paying more attention to it, if you're mindful of the things that are going on. So that's what we like to do is take that arbitrary time frame. We like to work for 90 days, take the 30 days and reflect. It doesn't mean that we don't work. It's just in our minds we go, okay. Let's reflect on what we did, what we want to move forward, and we that time is is in there so we can do that. So for the next 30 days, one, it's Christmas, it's holiday season, it's December, the kids are going to be out of school for a couple of weeks. So it's already going to be a pretty busy time anyway. So it works out that we don't have the podcast and have to produce a new episode every week. But what we will be doing is planning for the new year, which we've already kind of planned for, but we'll be planning for the new year and doing some execution because I've gotten a lot of feedback from people who, uh, you know, and I've been talking about this for a while too, is putting up courses and classes and doing more live video and, and doing stuff out there so people can actually get their hands on our methods and learn them. We've been doing the one-on-ones and, and things like that, but I think we need to get this out to more people. So we will be turning it up another notch coming 2018 and I'm super excited about that. You guys can already see, y'all can already see the changes on the website. We got a new commenting system. We got a new website, new website host, new podcast host, uh, the membership area. I know I said I was going to have that open, but <laughs> it's going to be back open. Uh, so I'm really excited about 2018. We're going to get this thing running. We're going to do a, uh, more than likely we're going to do a mentorship program to where, uh, you will be able to just learn everything I know. It's going to be a almost maybe a year long curriculum is what I'm thinking about. And we just will be involved. It will be an implementation program where you literally get work done. Right. And I'll set everything up. So you ain't got to do a whole lot of thinking. You just got to do the work. Right. So that's what we'll get get going for 2018. And and that's what we'll be doing over the next 30 days. So we got Christmas and kids out of school and reflecting on our own lives and yada, yada, yada. So that's what we got going on. Uh, in those 30 days, as far as the show is concerned, what we're going to do now is bring back the re-ups. So the re-ups 
are just rebroadcast or some of our greatest episodes or our best, our best hit, so to speak. Right. Stuff that you can uh, it'll keep coming into your feed so you can listen to it every week. They just won't be new. They'll be something that we've played already before. And with 75 episodes, uh, the good ones can get lost in the background. Right. So uh, we're going to play some of our best of or things that I think that are relevant to us at this time frame. So be on the lookout for that. So you'll still get that feed. You'll still get that in your feed and your favorite podcast player. Just know that these are rebroadcast old episodes, uh, but always good to get listen to information over and over and over again. Now, let's get on with the content. <laughs> How do you finish 2017 strong? Right. And so you can start 2018 even stronger. And I want to say this uh, because I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you and let you know that it's not too late to finish strong. It's never too late to finish. Number one, like I said earlier, these time frames are arbitrary, right? We utilize the calendar as a framework, which is beneficial, right? But it's just a framework, right? You don't get rid of January by tearing it off the calendar. It's just, it's just a framework. You still got to go through that time frame, right? So you, It's just a framework, but we can utilize that framework. And I want you to help you utilize that framework to the best of your ability. We talked about like our 90 day, our 90 days uh, framework. That's what we do as a framework is a mental framework to help us guide ourselves. When you think about how we do our money, the buckets, when we do the buckets, the buckets are just a framework. So for every dollar that comes in, they have a place to go. There's a framework where we don't have to do a whole lot of thinking and we work within that framework. And and, you know, me and I've said this a million times, but decision fatigue is a real deal It's a real thing, especially financial decision fatigue. You get tired of making financial decisions. You get tired of having to worry about bills. Right. And that's why our system is designed to eliminate that. Right. Just completely just get that out of your out of your mind. Right. Because you ain't got time for that. Get money out of the way so you can live life. Right. So how do you finish this year strong? And I just want to say a few words uh, and then I'll have a special bonus for you. And then we'll close this thing out as I wish you guys a happy uh, finishing of 2017 and starting of 2018. So so first of all, what I want you to say is, is congratulations. <laughs> right. Uh, number one, congratulations for making it this far into the audio, into the season, into this this podcast, just making it this far into your life. Right. And I say that because it's the people who seek, it's the people who who search for answers are the people that finds answers, right? We are the people who are allowed, or not even allowed, we are the people who, who create greatness, right? Because greatness and great ideas, it only comes from people who search for them, right? The good book says you should, if you ask, seek, knock, right? It, it should be given on to you. You shall, you shall receive it, right? And so congratulations on being a seeker somebody who is knocking, somebody who is searching for the answers, because when you search for things, you will find them. Uh, too much, too many other times people search for the wrong things and they end up finding them, right? You are searching for the right answers. You're searching for the right things. And because you're searching for the right things, you will find the answers. And you just never know. It only takes one idea, right? One thought process that can change your life. When you stack on all this life experience that you have, all the mistakes that you've made, all the ideas that you've gotten and just one idea a lot of times can tip the whole thing over. Right. And then you just take off like weeds and everybody starts calling you an overnight success. 
right? And they don't realize the grind that you've had this far going on, right? They don't know that. I know that, right? Because I've been on my grind too and I recognize it. But congratulations on that, first of all. Second of all, this holiday season, don't be afraid to put you first. Let me say that again. Don't be afraid to put you first. If you've ever flown on a plane, they will tell you when they go through the whole instruction things about if the plane goes down or if the cabin, we lose cabin pressure, you need to get some oxygen, right? You put your mask on first. Then you assist other people. Why is that? Why don't they tell you to put the mask on your child first? Because you can only help somebody so much if you're not taking care of yourself, right? How can you help the poor if you're one of them? How can you change their minds if you have the same mind, right? You have to take care of self first. So if your finances are not where you want them to be, don't be afraid to put your finances, your ideas, your goals first this year, right? Because if you don't do it now, when will you do it? Because this is the time of the year where people get hurt, right, the most. This is the time of the year people rack up credit cards, credit card debt. This is where all the pressure is on. The commercials from K Jewel are on strong, right? The the kids are begging for things. Here come the Target sales papers, right? The the Christmas parties at work, the Christmas parties uh, after work, right? The secret Santas. Well, your family giving you pressure. Well, this is we've always done gift exchange. Why aren't you participating? Look, don't be afraid. I'm going to give you permission this year to say no, right? Learn to say no. Please learn to say no. But just know that no's are never permanent. It's only for right now. It's only in this season when you got to correct some things. Which is my next thing I want to say. Don't be afraid to take a step back so you can get a running start. That was one of those hard lessons for me when me and my wife, we were struggling. We were at this beautiful apartment. I mean, it was nice. Sunlight was great. Furniture was popping. Decorations was on point. We had a great view. It was in a great location. But that apartment early in our our marriage was costing us more than we were willing to pay. We had to work hard, which we wasn't making any money, right? And it's more than half of our money was going towards <laughs> to our apartment. Now, it was nice. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth the cost, the headaches, the stress, the mispayments, the arguments. It wasn't worth it. So I had to take a step back. I had to do the unfathomable. I had to do, I don't even know if that's a word. Did I say that right? I had to do something that I didn't think I would ever have to do. And I moved back to my mama's house. It's my grandparents' house, but still, my mom was staying there. So let's say I moved back to my mama's house with a wife and a child. Grown man. Listen to me. Grown man with a wife and a child having to move back 
because I made the wrong decisions. When I look back on it, it was the best thing that I've done. Outside of finding Jesus and my wife, right? (laughs) But it was, it took a lot of humility. It hurt. I was worried about what my friends would think about me. And I know my friends were worried. It's like, man, man, he must be going through some hard th- hard times, right? <laughs> he moving all the way back, moving back to the hood at that. Not even like we're in a safe place. We not. It's not like there's amenities. It literally took us 20 minutes to get to a grocery store that didn't have spoiled food on the, on the shelves, right? That had more options than just parade peanut butter, right? That's that's how far a gro- and it, not even like a good, just a Walmart, <laughs> right? 20 minutes to get to a Walmart. That's where we were staying, right? But we had to do it. We didn't have to do it. We chose to do it. And it was a nightmare for my wife there. The house was dark. We stayed in one little room. There was no central AC. We had roaches. It was cold when it was cold. and It was hot when it was hot. Had no backyard for the kids to play in. It was it was tough. But that step back allowed us to sprint out and run and set the stage for what we're doing today. Today, money is not an issue. We don't worry about it. Y'all know we don't. We, we, and I, I think about it because I'm, you know, I talk to y'all and I'm always looking for new things and, and stuff like that. But for the most part, we don't we don't discuss our money, but maybe once, maybe twice a month. We have a good time. Before we used to fight over money. We haven't fought over money and I don't know how long. Right? We don't. It's, it's out of the way. We're not independently wealthy. We can't just walk away from life and go live on the beaches of Costa Rica and, you know, drink coconuts and, and sip Mai Tais and all that stuff for the rest of our lives. So it's not, it's not in that situation. But I can't tell you how freeing it is once you understand once you get money off of you, not in an irresponsible way where you stick your head in the sand and don't think about it, don't worry about it, but in a responsible way where everything that you have is taken care of, the things you know you need taken care of is taken care of. And you have a system in place for when every dollar comes in, it knows where it's going and it's going to the right places, the places that help you build wealth, the places that help you give, the places that help you get better, the places that help you save more money, the places that help you. Uh, play, have a good time with money and in a place where you can get your necessities made, met, right? Get your bills paid. So don't be afraid to take a step back to get a running start. Keep it real, right? When people come to you, keep it real, but don't be rude, right? If you're trying to do things for yourself, let people know, but in a kind way, don't be rude about it. Don't be a jerk, <laughs> right? Don't be like, I ain't got time for your Christmas party because I got to take care of myself, right? Don't say it like that. You may mean it like that, but don't say it like that, right? Don't be rude about it. Let people know, hey, this year we may not be able to participate because we're trying, we, we've had a tough year and or we're, we're trying to get ourselves to, to the right place financially. And so this year we're going to opt out. I'm sorry, but we, we, we have to go that way. And if they don't understand that, if they don't they don't get it, have them listen to this episode. Right. Have them listen to the podcast. You should be sharing it with them anyway. Share it with them. Discuss what we're talking about. This is how this is how change happens within families. Right. We start with the family and then it branches out. 
So if you got people that are with you, you listen to these episodes and listen to this podcast. Y'all read books, do it together and then discuss it. That's why we have the Misfit Membership Group. That's why we have, I have the email. I'm, I'm open. I'm an open book, right? Listen, learn, discuss. Then you teach. Study, practice, teach. Whatever you believe in, you study, practice, teach. Same thing with your finances, your spirituality, whatever it is that you stand for. Study, practice, teach. But keep it real, but don't keep it rude, right? Forgive, but don't forget, right? And, and, and I mean this in the nicest way possible. You need to be forgiving, right? There'll be some people that won't like it when you're going through your, your financial change, through your journey. They won't like it. But look, just forgive them, but don't forget. And when I say don't forget, don't forget how catering to other people has put you in a situation you don't want to be in, right? Don't forget to forgive yourself, right? But also don't forget the habits and the the bad ideas you've had in the past. Learn from those things. Forgive yourself. If you're not where you want to be financially, forgive yourself. I had a podcast we did last year on what to do if you don't trust yourself with money. I'll put that link in the show notes so you can go back and listen. If that's your situation, you don't trust yourself with money, look, it's okay. Forgive yourself, but don't forget about the bad habits you had. Don't forget about those decisions. You just start fresh. Start new, right? Next thing, be full of faith, but don't be foolish. Know that we serve an abundant God or goddess, however you want to call her. And money is always coming because money is just, just energy, right? We can always get, we can always attract more money. There's plenty of money to go around, but don't be foolish, don't go out and spend all your money as a fool because a good book tells us a fool and its money or her money will soon part ways. So although there is abundance out there, if you are foolish with your money, as it comes in, it will leave you. And that's anything in life, right? If you don't take care of it, it will leave you. It will be destroyed. If I didn't take care of my wife, she gone, <laughs> right? If I don't take care of my children, somebody else will, right? So be faithful, understand and believe that more is coming, but don't be silly about it, right? Don't be silly about it. Learn, right? Get it all, but never know it all, right? Read the books, listen to the podcast, study the things you believe in, go to the shows, go do the things you get it all, soak it all in, but never know it all. If you keep that in your mind that, look, I never know it all, you'll always remain humble. You always learn new things and you'll always go to another level because you know what? There's always another level. It's not about the destination, right? You've heard people say this is all about the journey and it really is. It's about the journey because even when you do get to that destination, you realize like, okay, that was fun. Uh, I'm here now. Okay. What's next? It's like when you buy that new thing that you thought was going to make you feel better. It's going to answer all your prayers, right? That was going to solve all your problems. And then that new thing, the newness wears off. Then what? You got to find something else. It's all about the journey, right? It's all about the getting it and not the knowing it all, right? This Christmas, these next 30 days, as you get ready for 2018, play the what if game, right? Go through all the what ifs in your life. What if... I get my money right. What would 2018 look like? What would 2020 look like? 25, 30, 50, 
What if? What if I never make another payment? What if I get out of debt? What if me and my wife get on the same page? What if me and my husband get on the same page? What if I teach my children about money? What if, what if, what if, what if? And then imagine it. Think about it. Think about how your life will change if you do these things. Right. And then find out about which one of those what ifs that you can turn into musts. Right. Because that's the next thing you want to turn the things that you want into must because we only really accomplish things that we must accomplish. The things that we settle in our mind that we must do, then we do until then. You know, it's just, oh, yeah, I want to do that. No, until you must lose the weight, you won't lose the weight. Until you must get your money right, you won't get it right. Now, there's two ways of doing that. You can let life wreck you and put you in such a bad situation where you have no choice but (laughs) to go the other direction. Or right now, consciously, you can decide that this is a new must for me. That I must finish next year with a profit. And forget next year, I can finish this year with a profit. Meaning you have money left over. If you've made $50,000 this year, you didn't spend 55000 right? You spent 40000 or 30000 You have a profit. You have money to show for the hard work that you've done. Every year, we need to think like businesses and pursue the profit, our own personal profit, right? Think just like businesses and even have a business, right? But that's a, that's a, that's a whole nother podcast. But this year, turn your wants into musts and get it done. And it's really just, you know, four or five stages. Once you have that must, you, you decide because that's what that is. When I must do something, that's a decision. Right. That's a decision to change. Remember, for things to change, you must change. That's a decision. Right. And once you decide, you plan. In a decision, there's inspiration. In the planning, there's inspiration. Right. Plan it out. And then you got to start. You got to do the work. Right. You decide it. You planned it. You start. You begin. You do the work. Nothing happens without the work. I don't care how positive you are. You have to do the work. If you don't do the work, you don't believe in it anyway. Because if you truly believe, you'll do the work. This chair that I'm sitting in right now, the reason why I did the work to sit in it is because I believed it would hold me. If I didn't believe it would hold me, I wouldn't sit down in it. You see how that works? So it, it starts there. But once you decide, you make your plan, you get the work started, check your progress. And it can be little bits, right? They said if you want to learn to floss your teeth, don't commit to flossing all your teeth. Just floss one, right? Just just commit to flossing one tooth. And what you'll find out is once you start that one, you'll go to the next one. And you go to the next one. You just get the ball rolling. But you're checking your progress. Oh, I, I, I flossed between one tooth. Or two teeth. Actually, you can't floss between one. <laughs> right? Jim Rome says it all the time. He says, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite things. He says, only floss the teeth you want to keep. Right? Set yourself up in these type of ways. Understand your habits. And I say that. I take that and I say, only 
allocate the money, only allocate the dollars, only count the money you want to keep or only count the money you don't want to lose. Right. Same way. But check your progress, even if it's a little bit at a time. When we talk about building up your contingency fund, a.k.a. your emergency fund, right? You can start with just $100. Get to $100 to celebrate that, right? If you have a car, you got a, you got a deductible on your car insurance, say it's $250, go, the next goal is $250. Then get there and celebrate that. That's tracking your progress, and that's viewing your progress, and you're feeding yourself, and you, you start to like it. Just like when you go to the gym, you start to see a little, you start to see some things changing. You start to see you slimming up a little bit. And you go, like, oh, I like this. I like this feels good, right? And then it starts really feeling good. Then you become addicted to working out until you overdo it and then you hurt yourself and then <laughs> you got to start all over. But anyway, let's do that. Let's finish 2017 strong, right? Be committed to you, your goals. Don't be afraid to say no. Put your ideas first. Keep it real, but don't be rude. Right. Forgive, but don't forget. Stay faithful. Be full of faith, but don't be foolish. Get it all, but never know it all. Play the what if game. Really do that. And then turn your wants into must. And when you do that, you'll understand that, look, I've already decided. Now I need to plan. I need to get this thing going and I need to check my progress. And along that route, you will win. That is the winning formula. There is no other way around it. You have to decide. Nobody's going to decide for you. All right, you got to have a plan. You can't just close your eyes and start shooting at random stuff. That's gotten us this far along as it is, right? That's <laughs> And how's that turning out, right? And you just got to get going. And I'm going to help you do that, right? We're going to hit this thing running in 2018. I'm talking about it's going to get, we, we're going to run. And you'll have a chance to run with me or you can do your own thing. That's fine. But we're going to get this thing popping. We're going to get it running. And we're going we're gonna to get money right in 2018. 2018 is our year, right? So let's get it. Look, this has been so fun. 2017 has been good to me. We've had our challenges, of course, which that won't stop. Right. Because after every winter comes spring and after spring, there's a summer and after summer, fall. Then after fall is what? <laughs> winter again. Right. So we'll have more challenges in 2018, but we will be even more prepared for those challenges in 2018. And I can't wait to to take them on. I can't wait to encounter them. Because uh, I, I get excited about my challenges because every time I get a challenge, every time I get a, a hardship, I learn and I become better. And I look forward to seeing who I become, the better I get. Right. If that makes sense. So hopefully that was helpful. Got a free bonus for y'all. Y'all stay tuned. Got something really special uh, from one of my mentors. You, you've heard me put him on this podcast before, but it's words of wisdom. And I think it will absolutely bless you. Uh, and it's a thank you from me for blessing me. This whole year, all the feedback, all the listens, all the downloads, the hundred and almost 50,000 downloads we've had this year. This has been uh, it's been an amazing year. So I appreciate everybody for sharing this thing out and continuously uh, giving us our feedback and, and, and reaching out to it and stuff like that. It really, truly has been a blessing. Uh, so for that, I will see you or hear from you. Actually, I'll probably see you before that because we'll still be doing Facebook Lives and I'll be in a misfit group. But anyway, new episodes start January 1st. Monday, January 1st, 2018. We're going to hit the ground running. So y'all get your, get your cobwebs out of the way over the month of December. Get yourself together. Get your financial uh, your stuff in order. Get your numbers right. Understand where you're coming through. And in 2018, we're going to hit the ground running. So again, thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate you. I really do. I love you. 
God bless. MPS. MPS. You can have more than you've got because you can become more than you are. And of course, the other side of the coin reads, unless you change how you are, you'll always have what you got. Success is something you attract, not something you pursue. Success is looking for a good place to stay. So instead of going after it, you work on yourself, personal development. See, the major question to ask on the job is not what are you getting, the major question to ask on the job is, what are you becoming? See, the big question is, not what am I getting paid here? The big question is, what am I becoming here? Because true happiness is not contained in what you get. Happiness is contained in what you become. Learn to work harder on yourself than you do on your job. For things to change for you, you've got to change. Otherwise, it isn't going to change. The only way it gets better for you is when you get better. Life and business is like the changing seasons. One of the best ways to describe life, it's like the seasons. You can't change the seasons. But you can change yourself. And see, that's how life gets better for you. Not by chance, but by change. Learn how to handle the winters. They come right after falls with regularity. Some are long and some are short and some are hard and some are easy, but they keep coming. You must learn to handle the nights. They come right after days. You must learn to handle difficulty. It comes right after opportunity. You must learn to handle recessions. They always follow progressions for the last 6,000. See, it isn't gonna change. The lesson you must learn is how to handle it. And there's all kinds of winters, right? The winter when you can't figure it out. The winter when it all goes smash. The winter when it turns belly up. The winter when it won't work, when you've run out of money and you've got a broken heart. See, those are winter times. There's all kinds. Economic winters, social winters, personal winters. When your heart is smashed in a thousand pieces and the nights are unusually long, your prayers seem to go no higher than your head. It's winter time. But see, the disappointments come. Those are normal. That's part of life. But the question is, how do you handle it? How do you handle the coming winters and the disappointments and the downtimes? Well, you can't get rid of January by tearing it off the calendar. But here's what you can do. You can get stronger, you can get wiser, and you can get better. The winters won't change, but you can. And that's how life changes for you. Don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. 
Don't wish for less problems. Wish for more skills. Don't wish for less challenge. Wish for more wisdom. That's the key. Learn how to take advantage of the spring. Spring is called opportunity. And spring follows winter. What a great place for it. If you were going to put it somewhere, that'd be the place to put it. Right after winter. And pray tell, how often does spring follow winter? Every year with regularity, 6,000. You can almost count on it. <coughs> See, opportunity always comes. Days follow nights. Isn't that terrific? Opportunity follows difficulty. But here's what you must learn to do. Take advantage. You must learn to take advantage of the spring. See, just because spring rolls around is no sign you're going to look good come fall. You got to do something with it. In fact, you have to get good at one of two things in life. Planting in the spring or begging in the fall. Or get somebody to do it for you. See, those are about the only alternatives. Now here's what else you must do. Take advantage of the springs quickly because there's only a few. Just a handful of springs have been handed to each of us. They don't come forever. Life is fairly brief. So you got to read every book you can get your hands on on what to do with your springs while they're here. And take advantage, they soon run out. So whatever you're going to do with your life, you got to get at it. Don't just let the springs pass, pass, pass. Learn how to protect your crops all summer. You got to take care of what you start. Sure enough, as soon as you've planted your garden in the spring, the busy bugs and the noxious weeds are out to take it. And here's the next bit of truth. They will take it unless you prevent it. And that's the third major skill to learn. You've got to learn to prevent the intruder from taking all the good you start. It's one of the challenges. All good will be attacked on this planet. Maybe not the next one we get to, but on this one, all good will be attacked. Every garden will be invaded. Not to think so is naive. All values must be defended. Political values, social values, community values, family values, marriage values, friendship values, business values. Every garden must be tended all summer. Learn how to reap in the fall without complaint. Learn to reap come harvest time without complaint. Take full responsibility for what happens to you. It's one of the highest forms of human maturity, accepting full responsibility. It's the day you know you've passed from childhood to adulthood, the day you accept full responsibility. Learn to reap in the fall without apology. Without apology if you do well and without complaint if you don't. That's maturity. It's not what happens, it's what you do. What happens is about the same. You might put that in parentheses here. Same. What people do, that's what's different. Anything can happen, right? Everything can happen. I've heard all the stories. I've been one of the stories. Hey, we could all tell stories all night long, right? Happenings. 
Anything can happen. Everything can happen. Anything can happen. But it's not the happenings. It's what you do about it. Somebody says, yeah, but you don't understand the disappointments I've had. Come on. Everybody's had their share. Disappointments are not special gifts reserved for the poor. Everybody has them. The difference is what you do about it. Starting tomorrow, what are you going to do that'll make a change in your life's direction? Good question. What are you going to do starting tomorrow that'll make a difference? Now see, if you don't do something starting tomorrow that'll make a difference, guess what? It's going to be the same. And see, that way you can guess what the next five years are going to be like. Look at the last five. Because the next five are going to be like the last five unless you, major key, tomorrow, change it all. Or change a little, or change something, or don't change. It's choice time. You can do whatever you want. But it's nice to know any day you wish you can change your whole life. What can you do starting tomorrow that'll make a difference? And reach down inside of you and come up with some more of those remarkable human gifts. They're there waiting to be utilized. And then change anything for you you want to change. And I challenge you to do that because you can change. If you don't like how it is for you, change it. If it doesn't suit you, change it. If it doesn't please you, change it. If it isn't enough, change it. And I challenge you to do that because you can change. See, you don't ever have to be the same again after tonight, only by choice.